Strap on your ear protectors while I power up for another episode of Inside Jobs, the podcast served up just for you creatives who work at or with in-house agencies. Brought to you in association with IHAF and Express KCS, we meet creative leaders who work directly for brands, learn about how they got to where they did and understand what drives them. Wade Frank's career has taken him from outdoor billboard painter until that job came crashing down to senior vice president of TTI. There he oversees a large in-house agency which supports such iconic brands as Ryobi, Rigid, Echo, AEG and Hoover. I wanted to use the interview to Hoover up as much as I could about his career and started by drilling into his background and asking him where he's located. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. Where are you located, Wade? Uh, we're located in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, it's called the upstate part of uh, South Carolina. So is the office located in the middle of mountains and beaches? It's pretty close, but uh, it's, it's actually, we are operating out of an old sewing machine uh, factory. Uh, and we've been here for 20-something years. Very cool, but uh, it sounds like it has its limitations as well. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been, you know, busting out walls here, moving out here, patching the roof every year. Uh, mm. So it's going to be nice to have a new state-of-the-art photo, video, labs. And uh, you did not come from a particularly uh, uh, creative family, is, is that right? Or is that an unfair statement? Well, uh, yeah, my mom was uh, pretty artistic, and uh, but they were always very encouraging of my my doodles and drawing and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they were convinced that I would be a uh, a cartoonist, and they would see my stuff in the newspaper. But uh, it didn't quite go that way. Uh, I would, ended up at uh, Texas State. Were you were you from the city or were you from the country? In I'm from the country. Yeah, I grew up on a on a farm. Uh, my father was a crop duster. Honestly, breathe, breathing a lot of poison, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> did you did you spend time in your father's plane? No, they were restricted. I worked on them uh, a lot. There was other planes around, so I did get to fly a lot. Done, a, you know, pretty much every stunt you can do in those things. Did you get so. your pilot's license as well? No, I never did. My dad was uh, he was pretty adamant that I should follow this uh, yeah. artistic thing and not be yeah. a. Uh, a crop duster. Uh, right, right. He, I think he had concern I'd kill myself, and he would, he would never forgive my himself. Being an artist in the Texas countryside, were, were you a lot of schoolmates uh, sympathetic to this calling? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they they were sympathetic, but they were always they they always just hey, draw me this, draw me that, and yeah. uh, honestly, there was a couple other guys that were a hell of a lot better than I was. Uh, that I, I went to school with, but uh, they, they, they didn't pursue it. Did you have any role models? Did you have any kind of... Uh... I knew I, I liked uh, some cartoonists. I liked uh, uh, some guys from Mad Magazine. Uh, I think uh, one of them was Sergio Argones, and uh, another one called Don Martin, and then there was Al Cap. <laughs> wow. So that, so that was kind of, you were sitting there and uh, thinking that cut being a cartoonist or commercial artist in some way would be your future. And uh, at the university, did they did they give you other opportunities to explore various other forms of media? Texas State at the time wasn't really famous for, for this degree. There, there were definitely other schools that I'd never even heard of. But, you know, you'd do workshops and stuff and be like, oh, these guys are from East Texas and, and this and that. It's like, man, maybe I should have looked into this school. But mm. anyway, they, they did fine. 
at the time, and when I graduated, you know, Texas was in a real slump. I mean, you could right. drive through Houston and the build, well, some of those buildings were see-through, you know, and yeah, the, yeah, just these yeah. big subdivisions that were just abandoned. It looked like a war zone. So uh, it wasn't a great job market when I graduated. But, uh, so that, that kind of forced you out of, out of the city and out of the state, I guess, then? Did it no, no, I, I, did, uh, I did end up in San Antonio uh, at working at a print shop. Uh, before that, I was painting billboards. <laughs> On the side oh of the goodness. road. <laughs> what was that like? It sucked, uh, actually. In the Texas uh, sunshine, in the Texas yeah. sun, in the summer. Oh my god! Really something. But I did learn a great trick. Um, this this old sign painter. You know, you're out there painting. Um, you know, sixty feet up in the air, painting a weatherman's yeah. face. You really can't tell what it looks like. You know, those things you look out the, the hotel door with to see who's there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He hung one of those around my neck, and he says, back up on the scaffolding as, as far as you can go and lean way out and look through that thing in reverse. And that way, oh, I see. so you can see what you're doing, and it was just a great trick. <laughs> but right now, uh, it's all done digitally, so they go, it's just, they, there's banners that are printed in-house, and they just go stretch them. But back then, we used to paint them, and uh, we were painting one day, and we had the scaffolding pretty much all the way up to the top. And uh, he didn't tie his uh, yeah. his rope off very well, and his gave way, so the whole thing fell onto the catwalk. Yeah. And uh, I slid down onto him, and we didn't fall, but <laughs> it took me about an hour to get the nerve up just to climb down, and uh, I, I I never went back up. <laughs> so anyway, so you fell off the platform, and you fell out of sign writing, and you found a print shop, right? How fun was that? It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was the best thing that could happen to me, honestly, because a lot of people need stuff printed and they can't afford an ad agency or a design firm. So you, you just literally got kind of retail requests for brochures and logos and pretty much anything. That's right. And back then it was uh, it was still a lot of hand work. I mean, Macs were just coming on the scene, but mm -hmm. I learned a ton about printing because I would have to march my boards, you know, the amber lift, mm -hmm. the ruby lift, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And it's sort of, uh, as you're progressing, how old are you at this point when, you, when you're at the print shop? Oh, I was, gosh, 24, 25. And then, uh, yeah, and we had a client there that's this owned a, a beachwear company or an activewear company out in California. And uh, I designed a brochure for them and they really liked it a lot. And, uh, you know, they offered me a salary and I thought it was just incredible and i was going to be rich and i went <laughs> out there so this was in the when was this 83 or 4 or 5 uh no it was 80 uh, 87 and yeah so silicon valley was just burgeoning at that point uh it was yeah i guess oh i guess you know like i said max were just on the scene uh yeah. back then and uh boy i went out there and it, it was a, a rude awakening i nearly starved to death uh why yeah well you know you know eighteen thousand dollars just doesn't go very far in california a year <laughs> i thought Not that was then. i thought that was a lot of money you know yeah. god so what did you do how did you survive you just, oh, you just I, rich I had, and cheap i had to live with a bunch of dudes all right that sounds but, terrible uh, but uh yeah that that lasted a, a that was a pretty good run out there but i had mm. met a i'd met my uh wife to be in texas yeah. and uh yeah. uh we'd only dated a couple of months when i moved to california so we stayed in touch and uh she called me up one day well i'd ask her to marry me i flew her out and asked her to marry me and all that stuff one time yeah. and oh. she was like well she said eventually actually yeah 
Now she's but, German, is that right? No, no, she's uh, she's from Arkansas. Oh, from yeah, Arkansas. I'm, I'm from okay. Texas. She's from Arkansas, but and uh, she called me one day and said uh, she worked for the Department of Defense and the Air Force and marketing, and she goes, "Hey, I've you know I've got this opportunity uh, to go work in Germany, um, and you know if if we were to get married, you could fly for free." <laughs> like, wow. hey, all right, so. I went and put my resignation in and loaded everything back in my truck and uh, drove back to Texas. <laughs> she was in Texas at the time. And uh, yeah. yeah, in the yeah. span of three weeks, we got uh, married, built a deck to get married on because that's where that was a deal. We, a lady, a friend of hers said we could use her house, but we had to build a deck first. So we did that. And uh, so, yeah, and then off to uh, off to Germany, we flew. So then landing was an experience because I guess, uh, did you realize everyone spoke German in Germany at that point? Were you, uh, you already up on that? <laughs> well, I started looking for a job, you yeah. know, right off the bat and uh, was having a hard time. I really yeah. did. I, I did get a job uh, at the, on the air on a, it was yeah. actually an army base uh, doing war games. Uh, and and it right. was weird because that's, that's when I really first got on a computer and it was a, old PC, a 286, mm -hmm. I believe, mm -hmm. and it had a program called Arts and Letters, and mm -hmm. uh, so that's where I started that. So I was doing logos for fake wars, you know, wow. uh, that they would, you know, NATO would come, and they would they would sit, and they instead of going out tearing up the countryside and tanks and stuff, they would do it by computer, and wow. uh, it was it was it was pretty cool, but yeah, uh, so that's the, got to be the future, though, hasn't it, Wade? Oh it's yeah, brand, branding our wars. And, yeah, uh, if you start with the logo and you, uh, you, you, what kind of war is this going to be? And yeah, oh uh, yeah, what color palette do you want to use? It's, oh yeah, uh, it could be the thing for the future, couldn't it? <laughs> so back onto Germany, you. Yeah. Um, so were you picking up German? Were you learning German, or, or yeah. how did this progress? Well, we we decided to live, you know, way away from the airbase. We found this little town, and uh, I had found a job uh, as this German gentleman that I met, uh, you know, I just, I just happened to call him and he's like, Oh, okay, come in. And, and, uh, but once, if you're immersed in it, that's when you really pick it up. Yes, and, absolutely. uh, and it, honestly for, for the first six months, you know, when I didn't understand a lick, uh, it was kind of nice because <laughs> I didn't know any of their inner office politics or who's doing mm -hmm. who to what, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It was just right over my head. But mm -hmm. uh, but after a year, I picked up enough, and next thing I know, I was you know speaking where I didn't have to think about it. You know. So uh, so how did it develop in Germany? How long were you there for? Oh, uh, a little over four years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I continued to work at that place. Uh, it, uh, another reason this guy hired me is because I could design on a PC. They had a Mac and they had a PC, and they're like, nobody uses this thing. You use it. I'm like, okay, sure. I did what were you get using to design on on the PC. Uh, it was uh, Corel Draw. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and, and on the Mac? Oh, it was the Adobe, all the Adobe stuff. I think it was Cork though. The Cork yeah, was the layout thing, but Illustrator and Cork and yeah. uh, photo, photo, some Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but back then it was still. You had a photographer, you had a place to develop the film, you had a place yeah. to scan the film, and then you would get it, you know? So um, all those yeah, places have absolutely. gone away. The photographers are still around, but the, all the middlemen have uh, yeah. you know, gone by the wayside, that's for sure. Now we need to get back to the States, so we started doing research, and it kind of came down to this part of the country. We landed in Charlotte and then kind of set up camp there. I interviewed uh, in Winston-Salem at a, at a really amazing uh, ad agency, and they 
offered me a big job and but you know they uh rj reynolds was their one of their biggest clients and you know the cigarette company and mm-hmm. i was like is there any way i can work here and not work on cigarettes mm-hmm. i said my mom's dying of lung cancer i just mm-hmm. can't just can't do it and they're like no you can't yeah. be promoting like, cigarettes yeah mm-hmm. so uh so i passed on that luckily and then i got a job offer down in greenville and uh ended by up by the way was your german experience handy when you were doing these interviews did it did it did it was did it count as a plus for you having worked abroad for four years or not well it it set me apart uh yeah. from other the other books because i had all this like wild german stuff in it you know mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it was uh, very different and being able to say, hey, I can speak German, too. Our German friends come and visit. You know, you say, hey, if you're ever in America, come see me. Yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. And, and, oh. they stay, and, they, <laughs> and they stay for like a month. <laughs> just just a quick note to Wade's friends in Germany, if they happen to be listening to this. Yeah. And of course, they are always welcome. And in they fact, are. a month is too short for Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyway, we I, it ended up. Working as a creative director for uh, about 14 years. So where did that come from? So you were a designer when you got back. You interviewed for jobs as a designer. And then in the course of your your career there, you got promoted to creative director. Um, It was such an unpleasant experience for them. They vowed never to have one again. Hmm. But I came on and uh, worked for uh, four or five years. And then finally they're like, all right, you can be the creative director. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, says you're, you're not like that other guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah well, yeah. thanks. And, uh, so yeah, so I was creative director there for, for a long time until. So this... what era are we into the, the digital internet era at all with this, or is this purely print and, and, and TV uh, or what? It's, uh, mostly print still. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up hiring, uh, one guy that, uh, started doing, uh, a, a website for BMW and well we want our website to be cool but if we do it this way only a third of the people are going to be able to see it you know and but, so uh, when was this when was this though Wade? this was uh 95 96 ah, okay yeah. so really really super early days saturated colors and uh, yeah standard fonts and, and uh you know the old dial-up stuff yeah. and uh it was just really a struggle and uh and then there was a bubble so that yep. ca- that calm that burst that calmed things down a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, but then you know it, it cranked all back up again, and then that was you know you could tell that was where everything was going. So and, as a uh, as a as a print guy through and through, and that had been your pretty much. Had you been doing TV at all in your experience in Germany or back early in the states? Did a little bit of TV. It was very very low budget. We're talking like you yeah. know put the video camera, sit a guy in a wheelchair. That's our dolly. Mm-hmm. you know type uh type type stuff but it was it was a lot of fun learned a lot but it was still mainly print outdoor and outdoor until the computers came along yeah. it's on the screen it's probably going to print pretty much like that you yeah. know well, that uh, took a while to, to to get to that didn't that's it? right yeah. and uh but it takes away all that hand skill of cutting all that film mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. all that stuff i actually kind of miss it because i was really good at it and and but these skills that you're talking about are the analog skills in in large in a large proportion did you find them transferable to to the web and and design there easily or did you feel that was kind of having to relearn aesthetic uh, approaches as well as of course production approaches right and it and it's and you can do anything you want now like i said in the early days you had to no, don't make a big black thing that's yeah. going to take forever to load, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. So uh, uh, big images were, you know, you had to avoid those. But now, gosh, eh, whatever you want. You know. Yeah. 
So, so you were at an agency. Um, well, I've got a note here, BMW agency. Were you serving BMW? It wasn't at BMW, was it? Uh, well, BMW was the client, That's and the, client, uh, the, oh, the agency it, yeah. name was uh, called Jackson Dawson, and uh, okay. they they were they were a big automotive. They had one part of the company was this, uh, you know, this that served uh, you know BF Goodrich and Michelin and those guys. They do these events and ride and drives and all that kind of stuff where people could test the tires yeah. uh, and all that. So and then the other half was more traditional um, creative agency stuff. Like uh, and I was handling a lot of that. Uh, yeah, so you were there for what thirteen odd years. You you thought that uh, enough of these uh, traditional advertising agencies already. What you really what your heart yearned for was an in-house agency. Well, no, not really. Uh, it, it was, I got a call uh, from a friend of a friend uh, yeah. that, that uh, was running Ryobi. Um, and that's yeah. that's the brand that everybody knows. Nobody really knows who TTI is, but everybody knows who yeah. Ryobi is because it's yeah. like the number well, you, one. You've got a whole bunch of quite well-known brands there. Right. But anyway, we'll come and, to that uh, in a bit. Go on. Yeah, but uh, he called and said, hey, I want you to, to come and, and do this in-house agency. And I, I said, you know, I've been nice to in-house guys my whole career. I mean, if, if a company has an in-house agency, they bring an, they bring an outside agency in and they, they tell them, look, you need to be nice with these guys. You need to let them, you know, contribute and play along and all this and that. You're Slightly like, patronizing. Oh. It's like, oh yeah. Oh brother. Really? Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so I didn't want to be that guy. And he's no. like, no, he goes, no, you don't understand. You, you would, run it and you would decide if you want to send stuff out or not and so, ah, you, you okay. can do it you can name it you can blast so it took about six months of, of dating so to speak yeah. and then finally it was like yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna just gonna try this i'll give i'll give it five years so so they already had an in-house agency that was already mandated by the brands that they had to use that uh they had a packaging group back when we first started it was i guess it was about 12 people uh mm-hmm. and uh they were doing all the packaging and pop and so i came in and there, there was still not a web presence here at all there was a website but it was kind of a like a brochure but one of the one of the young uh, creatives came and said, "Hey, I heard that they're going to send this website out." He said, "I can do this." And, uh, and then he got a couple more guys to say, "Yeah, it's convinced me we can do this." So I went to them and and they said, "Well, go for it." So so we did, and it was off to the races. So started so, out. So with, now, yeah. how did that happen business wise? So there was a budget already allocated. IT felt they were in charge of building the website. Yeah, that's right. They, so you had to go to someone somewhere and say, I've got a slicker, quicker, more brand appropriate, lower cost. What was the, what was, how did this happen? I I don't know how, I don't know how TTI work internally. So I don't know how easy these things are. You know, I waltzed in here thinking no more timesheets. Ha ha. Mm. I'm never going to have to do that again. And they were like, no, uh, you, you have to bill for everything you do. And you know, you're supposed to be zero at the end of the year. That Mm -hmm. way people, it's real money. And, Mm -hmm. People aren't sending you on wild goose chases, and or right. I'll know it when I so see you're, it. You're cross billing internally, right? Services, uh-huh. and uh, now come forward twelve years uh, to where we are today. What's what's happened to this department, and what's driven those changes? You know, everything's on the web now, and that's that's what changed. I mean, there there are dribs and drabs, but the email blast and all that stuff—that's what's that's the big change. And of course, now with all the social stuff, that. That is that's that's been huge too. So uh, every, everybody's grown. So I'm 83 people now, and then a small army of freelancers uh, too. But that department and my 
photo video departments have just blown up. This 83 people from 12 is a, is a big jump in 12 years. So you, you, these are dollars that they're now spending with you that they would have otherwise had to spend with external creative and production agencies. That's but right. They, but so, and, and every step of the way, have you had to make the case and it's grown incrementally? Or was there a kind of watershed moment when it was a case of, look, let's just stop working with external agencies at all. If you give me this size, this budget, I can build you a department that's capable of, of meeting all the needs. Oh, it's, a, it's those guys, the, the support has been great here. They're, they're behind me all the way. I mean, I've had to go and, you know, pitch and, and ask for more money in this area, this area, but it's, it's, it's mostly for equipment and, <laughs> and mm -hmm. space. But the, one of the arguments against in-house agencies quite a lot is the fact that uh, they feel that people who inhabit those in-house agencies only get to see that brand and don't get to see the rest of the world and how other things are done. It, it seems to me that because you have at TTI, you have this, what, dozen or so brands that you you work for you probably do have quite a broad experience there but is there a problem uh, or do you feel that uh, agencies have the upper hand by being out there with a with a wider more diverse portfolio of clients the big advantages we, we have is we know we know all the rules you know we know what safety's going to say we know what you know products going to say we know what everybody's mm. going to say and uh, we will pitch you know, th things that are edgy and, and that kind of stuff. And sometimes it, sometimes they're like, Hey, yeah, that's cool. There's a bunch of groundwork that we don't have to muddle through. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like an outside agency would that, you know, yes. that shows up and say, Hey, this is this, this. And they're like, Oh, you would never use that tool for that. Yeah. So th the amount of content your department is producing is continuing to grow, right? That's right. Especially in, uh, in videos, every new product and even some old ones get videos now. And it's, mm. I mean, if you're interested in something, whatever it is, and you go look mm -hmm. at that product, there better be a video or you something's yep. wrong. Um, 83 people, are they, are they brand specific, these folks, or do they work across brands? Uh, it's a mix. I've got, uh, for my, uh, the packaging and POP and, and video creative, you know, I do have separate teams. I've got power tool people and I've got outdoor people. And how do you tie everyone together? How do you get everyone uh, pulling together and knowing where the assets are and uh, knowing how the jobs are flowing and all that stuff? Well, we've got, um, like I said, the uh, account management. Um, we've got people that do that. The mm -hmm. photo video people, they, they've got producers, mm -hmm. which are, you know, scouting locations and getting clothes and handling, you know, agents and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, we're actually looking at a whole new uh, system now that's totally on the cloud, all that kind of stuff. I mm -hmm. uh, can't mm -hmm. place the name of it, but uh, there, there's a couple that we're 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 looking at okay. now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so uh, so that brings us up to today, and uh, I guess what I always like to find out at the end, because we didn't find it out at the beginning, was uh, what does Wade Franks do when he's not uh, managing this team of eighty-three creative and <laughs> creative oh. operations. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, um, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm on my third old house, uh, so I, I do a lot of work on the okay. house. Uh, so, which is great because uh, I can use all these nice tools. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you and, you uh, basically yeah you eat your own dog food as they say. So you're you're out there with the tools, testing them out rigorously. Yeah. And that's what's cool. It's what's cool. There's a lot of guys here that that do that. Yeah. And uh, and and hey, you know what? I learned how to 
you know, do this and this with this tool, and it was cool, but it would be better if it had this, this, or this. So there's a lot of feedback. So we got the engineers that. love all that, I guess. Oh, they well, do. They? The product guys love love to hear yeah. it. And then uh, right down the hall, yeah. And I play a little bit of guitar. And ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you in yeah. a band or you just play? Uh, no, when there's no one around, is it? It's kind of no one is around. And you know, I got invited to play uh, at, at kind of a garage thing. And and it, my, my ambition is to do all these podcasts and pick up a musician from each or, an, or a music appreciator from each and then we'll have a gig at the end of the year at uh, oh what do you play uh, uh yeah i sing and i play the guitar in uh, in a band locally here in england and uh, but well, uh, always always happy to uh, to pick up an instrument and show how terrible i am in front of other people cool well, Wade, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for your time. Um, before we go, uh, I'd, I'd love to ask, how can people get in contact with you, Wade, to ask more about your operation there? Yeah, I, I, I barely tweet. Uh, you do have email, though, right? I do have emails. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. I need to update that. Okay. Instagram's cool, but, uh, oh, okay. but, but email's, email's the best. Okay, so via LinkedIn, we can find you. And I just want to thank you once more for your time, Wade. That's been super interesting and a, and a wonderful story from, from the fields of Texas via Germany to, 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 to running some of the most famous brands, creative operations. Thank you very uh, much, Wade. Thanks. All right, man.